Do you find yourself running out of time to accomplish your work? Are you spending time doing things that you're not that good at? There are effective ways to outsource these tasks so you can focus on your business. This is the Virtual Success Show. We bring the inside scoop on outsourcing success for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Malouf and Barbara Turley. Welcome back, everybody, to another show of the Virtual Success Show. I'm joined today by my co-host, Barbara Turley. How are you this morning, Barb? Hey, Matt. Really good. Enjoying the Sydney summer that's hit us all of a sudden the last few weeks. How are you? Um, excellent. Yeah, I'm enjoying this uh, this warmer weather, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's been a while since we've been on the show together. You've had uh, lots of uh, wonderful things happening in your life with the new bub. Yes, I have. I know I've been very busy with new baby. She's near, three and a half months old now, so we're we're coming out of the fog, as they say. She's oh, very good, though. She's e- very good. Excellent. Excellent. Well, you know, I'm really, really excited about today's show because um, as we were talking about just before we uh, we started recording, the show we want to do for you all today is to share with you the evolution of the Virtual Success Show podcast and actually what's happened behind the scenes and how what we've experienced in utilizing our virtual teams to bring this show to life. And it was really interesting because we were sort of just chatting a little bit um, pre-show, talking about how things have just developed so well over this, particularly over this last sort of six months. And we wanted to share that in a show with you all because we believe there's absolute gold in, in what's gone on. Yeah. And I think, I, you know, Matt, I was saying to you, and I want the listeners to hear this, that I was actually just, I was thinking about the show the other day. And I was thinking to myself, like, I don't even know, you know, we just record and I know it just goes in the Dropbox. And at this point, I have no involvement really after that point. And it just shows up bang on time on our, our iTunes account, on our website, virtualsuccessshow.com. Uh, the promotions go out on social media and it just all works like a well-oiled machine without us having to stress about it or even think about it. So all we do is what we love, which is recording the show. So I know some people listening are going to think, how do I get to that point? How do I do that? And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today on the show. We wave our magic wand and it magically appears. <laughs> yeah, not quite. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think having done it, I think both of us would probably say that having done this one, um, if we were to do another, because this would apply to anything, we're talking about a podcast here, but this could be a YouTube channel, this could be a joint venture of any description, um, and you could literally take this template and, and transfer it over to any project that you're doing with another person or a couple of people. Absolutely. So what I thought we'd do is give you a bit of a, a, a history of, of the evolution of the Virtual Success Show, and as we go through this, Barb and I are just going to um, share with you how the back end developed as we went through. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I guess it all sort of started, we were, at, we were having a coffee one day and, and out of nowhere we sort of thought it would be great to combine our, our experiences and, and start the show and it really was that typical ready, fire, aim mindset where we, we literally left, uh, left the cafe, uh, we had a, a back of the envelope business plan, uh, Barb had her team and I had mine and we went away and we said, here's the date where we're going to gonna record the first show and off we went. Yeah, we did. And you know what's funny actually is I just thinking back to that day, we caught up not even to talk about, we weren't even talking about a podcast. It wasn't an idea. It came from the conversation 
And I had said to you, you know, I see so many people, it doesn't matter how much help we give them at Virtual Angel Hub with all the processes and training that we do for clients on the way in. We were still seeing people struggling in so many areas. And I said to you, what would you think about a podcast to talk about this? Um, and you said to me, do you want to, do you want a co-host on that? And I was like, I hadn't even thought about having a co-host. I hadn't thought about anything, actually. I just thought about a podcast. Before we knew it, by the end of that half an hour, the podcast was alive. And that's actually how quick it was. Absolutely. And, and, and yeah. I, think, I think it was actually within maybe a week or two, we'd actually recorded the first show. It was very, yeah. very quick. Um, I think that's key, actually, as our first point for, for you guys listening is that often I see people trying to plan podcasts and YouTube channels and they want to, you know, there's meetings about meetings and they hire all these people and they, they want to strategize the branding and everything. We didn't do any of that. We were just like, let's just record a few shows and get the thing up on iTunes. And as you say, that ready, fire, aim thing. And let's, let's see how it goes. Let's see what happens after that. What's the initial feedback. So it's really important to just start sometimes without having too much of a major plan in case it doesn't work or you don't like it, you know? And, and, and exactly right. And so we, where we went from here was we recorded the first show. We worked out we needed to have it uh, edited. We needed a, a website to host it on. And we needed to set up the iTunes account and the like. And between um, Barbara's team that she had when she started and my team that I had at the time when we started – um, we worked it all. Uh, we worked. Sorry, we worked it out. We combined our resources. We spent very, very little money, and we had this show up and running. And we knew that we just we needed to get it out there. We were our expectation was, you know, in the initial, uh, you know, probably five to ten shows, there wouldn't be wouldn't be very much going on. But we needed to get some traction, and we believed in it, and we knew that the energy we were going to put into this was going to help a lot of people. I think as well, key, I just want to make a point there. We also realized very quickly, and this is important for you guys listening, within the first, I think we recorded three shows, Matt, in a row. And then you and I afterwards were like, oh my God, that was so much fun. And we, we realized that we were very good together on a show and we thoroughly enjoyed it, which meant that we knew we were going to be able to keep this thing going. So it was worth putting more energy into more shows and then, you know, in the team and et cetera. But to start off with, like it was just, it was you and me. I had one VA that was kind of, actually, I don't even think she was involved in the very early days. I just had a podcast guy that was doing a bit of editing who actually wasn't very good, but we got rid of him. But he was initially there on my team. And your web developer put, put the website together for us? Yeah, I did have a web developer, so that was handy. But we literally threw a very simple website together to host the show and make it look good. And we did have, we did create a logo and a brand you know, we had virtual success, the name already. Mm. Um, so I think those few things were key to get going, but the shows were key to get it up. Get it up. And, and, and this is where we probably came up against our first, um, I don't know, it's probably not a roadblock, but probably the first instance where Barbara and I realized there were, there were aspects of this that we didn't enjoy. We, we yeah. love getting on this show and, and, and sharing and recording and the part was we, we, we recorded all these shows and then we needed to write blurbs and we thought it might be a good idea to have uh, transcripts and the like. And well, so I, I think we were doing the blurbs first and actually I'm laughing as I'm thinking about this because I can remember 
And I know you would have been feeling the same. I'd look at our little spreadsheet that we had and I think, oh, thank God he's doing the blurb this week. <laughs> and you were thinking the same about me. And, and then the blurb wouldn't happen. And like the show, it'd be five minutes before the show was due to go live. And I'd have to hash together a bit of a blurb from memory. And we both talked about that. And again, key point number two here for anyone trying to do this. We were honest with each other and said, gosh, that's a real that's a real pain, right? We just don't like doing that bit. And it's becoming a roadblock to the show moving forward. Mm. So and what, do, I mean, how do you, and then we were like, well, what do we do? Like, how do we get the blurb written? Because it kind of has to come from us, right? And, and just to add to that, there was, um, uh, as part of my stop doing list system, this is what falls into your competence category. It's a task that you know how to do, you don't enjoy. It's probably what I call an energy vampire and you avoid it until, as, as Barbara explained, until it becomes like urgent, really urgent, and then you put something together and away you go. And so it was, it was actually, we, we had the discussion and we realized that there was a, um, a system around the blurb. There was, it was a system that we could easily replicate. We had yeah. a model that we, we could we could do uh, put together around this and we just needed to put the right person to align the right person to take control of that task. And I think the point I would like to highlight a little point here that I'm just remembering now that at this point in the show, guys, we had uh, one of my VAs doing we had your VA, um, Matt, doing getting snippets from the show. So she was listening to the show. And she was picking out tips and quotes and things. And then my VA was putting those together on social media images and spreading them all around social media and doing a great job. The girls were doing a great job at that. Right. But. The problem became my VA, I had given her the task. I said to her, your job is to make sure that this podcast goes out on time and that you coordinate all the bits and pieces. And, you know, so she was getting very stressed out because she kept pinging me on Skype going, I need the blurb. So the blurb became like the poor girls, they were trying their best to do the job, but they were failing at their job because of us. And that's a key point. We had great VAs. The poor things were failing and stressing out because we were the roadblock. We became the roadblock in our own show. And that was the point at which, Matt, you decided, well, we need somebody who can write the blurb, which is not really a VA. A VA is not going to write good content for you. So what did we do that next? Well, I had uh, Rose, who was working with me on my team. And mm. um, so Rose is a virtual assistant, but local in Australia. Yeah. And um, highly trained um, and and so I sat with Rose and went through the process, and I asked her, "Does she believe she could manage this this part of the of the process?" And she was like, "Yep, I can certainly do that." And so I took some time to train her and show her the what we do, how we do it, what what good looks like, what outstanding looks like, and what failure looks like in this. I think that's important. I took the time to train her well. Yeah, and and. Um, I think it was probably probably the first couple I needed to to jump in on and, and just tweak a few bits and pieces. Um, but very, very quickly, Rose took over that entire process. Um, yeah. Of now, board. I think as well, the key there is that you chose somebody that, first of all, we did not expect our Filipino VAs to handle the writing of the blurb. Now, some Filipinos can write very well, okay? So that's fine. But you have to think about if you're asking somebody to write, make sure. And this is I think we did a show on this before, Matt. It's that whole thing of uh, skills expectation. So if you're going to put this job on someone who's not really at that level, 
then you're going to get frustrated, blame the VA and fail. Um, Matt knew uh, uh, someone in Australia that was um, had a lot of experience in event management. I mean, Rose is not just a VA. She had managed events before. She's a good writer. She understands what we're trying to achieve on the show. And therefore, the blurb became a success because we chose the right person for that role. Absolutely. Yeah. And then we actually came up against the next uh, roadblock, yeah. which was um, we were getting Vanessa, uh, my, my VA, to do the transcriptions. And while Vanessa is an amazing, uh, amazing virtual assistant, she's been with me for almost five years, mm-hmm. um, the transcriptions or transcribing is not her genius. It's, she's, she's good at it. She's not great at it. And so what was happening was Vanessa was doing the transcriptions and then Rose was having to spend quite a bit of time um, going through and editing the transcriptions uh, going back and re-listening to uh, to parts of the podcast to make sure that it all, uh, it all made sense in the transcription, so that then she could do the blurb. And so, that's all of a sudden turning into an, a multi-day job. So all of a sudden, this podcast was becoming a huge job for our team to handle, because again, we were asking Vanessa to do like transcribing for, for listeners out there asking your VA to do transcriptions. I would suggest a three or four minute video is okay. Um, but if you're doing transcriptions, don't expect your VA to do it because it is actually a specialist skill uh, and your quality level will be low and you'll get frustrated and so will they. Um, but you need to have a specialist do this. And we realized this pretty quickly, didn't we? And thankfully, we found Rev.com. Absolutely. Yeah. And the, and the beauty with Rev is, is number one, uh, extremely um, uh, economical from a financial perspective. Yeah, and two, they get the they get the transcriptions back to us within twelve hours. Oh, it's fast, and the accuracy is incredible. Like a big big high five to Rev. dot com, uh, and we're not getting paid anything for this, by the way. It's not a promotion, but it's just I use them across lots of different podcasts now, and I recommend it to all our clients because it's just so easy and cheap and fast. And what it did is it enhanced our team's satisfaction in what they then had to deliver because Rose. Her first comment when she got the first transcription back from Rev was, wow, wow. And her job was now easier. Vanessa was happy too because it, it, took a, a, it was adding to her workload each month. And she's very, very busy as it is. Um, and, so, and, and then so what it's done is actually the, the time now needing to be spent on delivering a podcast has been reduced. Yeah. Um, and so... <laughs> I think as well, just in terms of the Filipino VAs as well, because obviously that's where I sort of specialize. I know that the girl, you know, the Filipinos, when they feel their work is of low quality, they start to, they suffer a lot from low, no, not low self-worth, but more like they, they start to question themselves a lot. So Vanessa would have been feeling like, oh my God, I'm making a mess of it. You know, they're not happy with me, even though we never, we would never have said that because it wasn't true, but they can start to feel like they're not good enough. Because you're asking them to do something that, that is not really a skill set of theirs. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. And so, so, um, so, you know, what then happened from there was, um, so this was all already in Asana, but I think we were using Asana, say, good, average yeah. to good. And then what happened was with, with Rose coming in, uh, us streamlining the process, it seemed to just tighten up what was happening in Asana. Um, 
And then we had a change of personnel, didn't we, Bob? Yes. Yep. So on my side, yep. Yes. We put. So, yeah. So so one of my VAs moved on to do other things, and we put a new girl in. And I think we had gotten to this point. Um, at this point, we were. I, I mean, I think the, the point I want to stress here is that Matt, you and I became quite busy. I was actually having a baby, right? So I was I was in the throes of pregnancy and, and about to have a baby. You were extremely busy in your consulting business, and we through the evolution of this process, managed to kind of fire ourselves from the management of the podcast. And this was the key tipping point for you and I, where we got to the point where we were just recording because our new VA came in, Michelle, and because we already had the process set up now and it was kind of starting to hum and Rose was there and Vanessa, the girls were able to actually start communicating with each other and not having to wait for us to come back to them with answers for things. They And um, we had the podcast editor as well. So the four of them inside of Asana managed the project for us. And what's key to this is each of them understands their role. Yes. And each, where their accountability is. Absolutely. And each, yeah. and, and each of them, so each of them understands the sequence. They understand their role. They understand their deadlines. And, and accordingly, because we've got great people in each seat, there's very, very little management from our part. Well, virtually none at this stage. But again, it's it's having great people, but a great process that is very clear, with clear deadlines and clear role descriptions. So like Michelle knows that she, I don't even tell her when we're recording. She just knows that every week she's got to check the Dropbox for the unedited shows. Then she, her role is to liaise with the podcast editor and make sure that she knows that we have to go live every two weeks. So she knows to get ahead of herself and she wants to be, so she can manage that. And she's like, I want to be ahead of myself. So she and Luke, the podcast guy get together and they make sure that the shows are edited. Then she makes sure that, um, she tells Rose when it's done, Rose liaises with rev.com gets her transcripts up, gets all the time stamping in. Vanessa does the snippets. Uh, then it goes back to Michelle, who does all the social media part of it and gets it up on the on the website. And then the promotion starts and the girls start promoting it across social media as well. So it's like a flow there, but we're not involved in anything. Because if they ask us a, a question, Matt, you're too busy, you won't come back to them for days. Same with me, right? So if there's a question, it can get it can hold things up if we're involved. So it's better that the team are involved but we created the process. So that's kind of the, the key thing I want to stress here. We created the process over a series of about six months. I mean, that's what we're talking about here. This process took six months to nail and for us to be able to fire ourselves from. And that's key. It took um, processes are not really something that you can create on day one of a new thing because you've got to see where the roadblocks are and the problems along the way. But eventually when you get it nailed, you get into a position like what we're in now. Which is, it, it, and everybody is playing in the in the role that they love to play in as well. That's mm -hmm. what's critical here. So uh, Barb and I get to jump on and record these shows. Uh, at the end of the show, we, we click stop. Um, we upload our recordings into Dropbox and we go on and then record the next show. And, and, yep. and it's this set and forget. You know what's really interesting? You always, uh, for me, it's, it's, um, it brings a smile to my face because I'll often get um, uh, friends or um, clients that will uh, SMS me going, that was a great new show that you had. And I'll, uh, and I'll, I'll be like, oh, wow, yeah, that's right. The new show's up. And you've yeah, that happens to me too. And I think, oh, wow, we recorded that a while ago. That one is now, yeah. Absolutely. So 
it's on a schedule. I think as well, um, just in terms of the listener starting podcasts as well, you know, we didn't go wild promoting this show in the beginning. We had our social media strategy running and our VAs working on that. But the key thing as well is to get a little bit of that going and get some early feedback. So, um, you know, we started a Facebook group. So we've got a Facebook group called Virtual Success uh, on Facebook. Join that, please, if you're listening. And we started getting, you know, a bit of feedback in that group as well to the shows. And it gave us ideas for new shows. Uh, And our VAs are in there as well, which is fantastic. So they can kind of manage a lot of that for us now going forward. So I think the key here is um, this can be done. It's actually not hard, but it takes focus on, it took focus on our part, you and I, Matt. There was quite a lot of work in the beginning to get the process working. Because if you're just handing it to a VA and expecting them to figure the whole thing out, you're probably going to fail, is what I would say. You you need to drive the the project initially yourself or have somebody who is a project manager do it. uh, And then make sure that everyone understands their role, there is a clear process, and they are basically you enable them to get success. So I think we talked about this on another show before, setting your team up for success rather than failure. And and you know what? I think I think the team um, is quite chuffed when they see the end product getting out there into the market as well. Um, yeah. And they feel very proud. Um, one thing to add to what uh, Barbara was saying is that had I think if we had not leveraged ourselves out of the aspects of this show that we didn't love, that we didn't even like, um, I think we would have just said too hard basket and probably walked away from it. Um, because it would have failed. It, 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 we, we would have ended up having months where shows didn't go live. Yeah. And, 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 and often that's where uh, ideas or even businesses can fail is because the owner um, is, is so caught up in so many things that you, you sit there and go, well, something has to give. And I'm going to get rid of the things I don't like first. But yet they can be the things that are so easily leveraged, so easily delegated to others and can enable you to move forward with lightning speed. And yeah. so, so literally now we can come off the back of a 20 or 30 minute recording. Um, that's it. That's our input to, to the show because of the hard work we've put in. Um, in that in that six month period to build the system, and then we plug the great people into the system, and you know it it feels so simple, and it is, it really is. It is. If yeah. You, if you take the time, and and the last thing I'll say is you've got to be patient with your people. So I could have easily, um, you know, when 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 any of the team wasn't really getting it. Um, gone, you know, just come on, you know, or, or, or fire them, or blame or walk them. away, blame yeah, them. Blame them, yeah. But the reality was that it was just a matter of, it was, it, it's what I call growing pains, takes a little bit of time. And often, and I'll say this, I'll say 99% of the times in, in the coaching that and consulting that I do, the, the bottleneck or the real uh, quote unquote problem person is the owner. Oh, and, 100%. I'm just thinking to myself. of the time, I would say that the reason people fail with VAs, as long as they've got a good person who's not doing the wrong thing and not showing up going AWOL and all that, and you've got a decent person with a couple of skills, it's you. Mm. It's It's you. It's your process. It's your system. And I say this to clients all the time. You can try and convince me that it's the VA, but I'm telling you, if I go in and fix it for you, the VA will be a rock star. 
Absolutely. So as long as it's a good person, right? So as long as you've got someone who's half decent, who's got a bit of a bit of a brain behind them and whatever. But um, yeah, a hundred percent. It's it's we put in a lot of work, um, and at no point in the process did we say, you know, oh well, you know, well, Vanessa's kind of rubbish at that. I mean, we were looking at it, going, well, the transcript's not great, but why is that not working out so well? And at no point did we say, oh well, it's because she's rubbish. We said, well, no, that's a skill set that uh, is quite specialist. So we're asking somebody who doesn't really have that skill set to do it. I think, of course, yeah. it's not going to work. I think. I think there was one time though that I said to myself, Matt, you're rubbish at writing blurbs. I did. I did. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, we can rubbish ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so. there was plenty of times I said, I said to my VA, I said, the reason you're failing at this is because I'm not giving you what you need. That's right. That's you know. Right. So that's definitely a point to to finish on. I want everyone to realize that you make this work, but the reason you make it work is because you make it work. Don't expect to hire a VA for peanuts in the Philippines and that they're just going to come up with this strategy for you, which I see a lot happen with our businesses, to be honest with our clients. They're hoping that the VA is going to come in and strategize it for them. So if I was just just to summarize all of this, first, first and foremost, Remember, ready, fire, aim. Come up with your ideas and then get them into motion as quick as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, second thing is that you need to create a system with, within the current parameters that you have, uh, with either the people that you have uh, or the time that you have. Create the system and then understand that it's got to be development of that system over time together with putting the right people in the right seats on the bus so that they can execute on the system and lastly it's getting having the mindset that well okay what are the things that I'm really good at and are essential that I do here and how can I get everything else done by somebody else and I truly believe that the the, the key to this was that Barbara and I had the mindset that all we want to do we were very clear with our intentions we want to get on we want to record and we that's it that's all yeah. we want to do in this process and we knew that everything else could be done by a, a specialist, quote unquote, in their in their genius. So someone um, that can take care of the um, uh, sound editing, someone that understands how to get these things onto iTunes, someone that can do the snippets, someone that can manage the transcription, someone that can write the blurb, etc., yeah. etc. Because when you go in with that mindset that I, this is my genius, this is the thing that I'm going to do. And I need someone. I need a process, system, technology, and people to take care of everything else. It takes a little bit of time, but believe me, everything in your business is able to be done like this. And you know, I just want to make a point here for the listeners that are just them and one VA, and they're probably feeling like, "Oh my God, I need a whole team for this." You don't. What I would say is, on another business that I have, I have another podcast called Wealth Unplugged. I do that with one VA, but she doesn't, we've got an editor for the show, but it doesn't, the costs don't escalate because editing one show is pretty cheap, right? And then she uses rev.com, which is pretty cheap. But what she does is she manages that. And those are external people that we just bring in. And then she does the snippets and she puts the, you know, we don't do a blurb for the show. We just put the transcript up there. So if if you're feeling like your resources are a bit tight, don't not do it. Just use what you've got. And then, you know, use rev.com, get an editor, and then allow your VA um, to manage that process for you. And as mistakes happen along the way, look at the process first. Fantastic. Yeah. So there so, you go, guys. Yeah. 
good uh, roadmap. I think it is. I think it is. So, um, listen, if this has been helpful for you, we'd love to see and hear from you. Please uh, add your comments underneath here um, and also join the Virtual Success Facebook page and join our community. And we'd love for you to share these shows with others that you believe this could be helpful uh, to. Um, and until next time, Barbara, have a wonderful, uh, wonderful week. And um, I'll talk to you soon. Great. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to The Virtual Success Show. If you found this show helpful, take a moment to share it with a friend so that we can all grow together. Find out more about the inside scoop on outsourcing success by going to our website, virtualsuccessshow.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.